0: Slot the hogs, have the trees, feed the chickens, check the bees, aquaponics, off the grid, solar, power, feed the kids, firewood, rabbit stew, vermiculture, garden, Two. That's the life on the homestead as we know it. That's the life on the homestead as we know it on HomesteadMentorRadio.com. Hey, Doug Dillon here. I am your host for Homestead Mentor. I am your Homestead Mentor and food security champion. So I've been thinking, what am I gonna call myself? Uh, I've heard a a lot of hosts give themselves a nickname. So um, Homestead Mentor is really the website. I'm not sure that I qualify as a mentor yet, other than I certainly will encourage you. But I am a food security champion and um, pretty much everything that I uh, have been working on is, is in that space. So, um, I'm your host, I'm your homestead mentor, and I'm your food security champion, or I'm a food security champion. Anyway, hey, I wanted to give a, a quick shout out to, um, a follower on Gab, uh, at Trinity, um, at Trinity suggested that I take a look at, uh, Asian farming methods. Um, Trinity's suggestion was basically, Hey, you know, you want to, grow all this food and secure all this food but the the issue really is in preservation is in preserving that food which is the difficulty so you can imagine um, how much freezer space how much canning space uh, whatever your preferred method is for a particular uh... thing Uh, but instead why don't you investigate, or I think this was a suggestion is that I should investigate growing throughout the, the season uh, through all seasons and eating from what is being produced in that season. So a uh, good suggestion and I will uh, I'll do that. I'll do some research into Asian farming methods and uh, I'll report back. So how's that sound? Hopefully that uh, that sounds good. So look for a future episode. Uh, of um, what I've learned about the Asian uh, farming methods. And again, thank you, at Trinity on Gab. So check out at Trinity. Um, Okay, so a couple headlines. Oh, and you know what? I need to look one of these up. So um, the founder of Gab posted something the other day. And I'll bet I'm going to have a hard time finding this now. I might need to, to do this in another episode. I should have been more prepared. Anyway, um, what he posted basically was um, a call out that they were struggling with their vendors. And they I think I mentioned this yesterday, actually, that they were being dropped by one of their banks. And they were being dropped by some of their hardware providers, I think. And even their, I think their accountant dropped them. By the way, every time I say um, if we count that and we can add that to a note on the, the show notes. So if you someone will keep track of the ums, I think we're going to find that they will start going down each episode. But anyway, he, uh, oh, there's one. So he posted that this was happening, and suggested that it's time that we stop funding the enemy. And what I mean by the enemy is, is that Christians should band together and support each other, and we should stop giving money to Amazons and Apple and Facebook and these others, and instead support—of course, he has a vested interest in this because Gab is certainly not a— a big tech firm, although maybe it will be one day, but we should have our own banks and we should have our own um, bakeries and our own social medias and our own you name it we should we should do that and and I think that's uh, I think that's an interesting concept and I need to do some more thinking about it. I don't believe it it means that we should be separated from the rest of society. It's just, to a certain extent, it's a self-preservation. But it's also supporting one another, and I believe that we can find some support in that uh, in the Bible. But anyway, more to come on that. I wish I would have had his actual post. I was going to read it. I should have printed it. Anyway, uh, along those lines, if you have been paying any attention, and this audience may be too busy to pay too much attention to what's going on in the stock market— Uh, But, in case you haven't been paying attention, there's a little uh, blip with a company called GameStop, where there were some folks on the Reddit forums that uh, identified a huge institutional or actually a hedge fund position, short position in GameStop. And they drove up the price and basically uh, caused that hedge fund to have to... Uh, sell out of that short position and lost a lot of money. And one of the things that I'm seeing or hearing now is that there is a similar uh, discussion going on around silver. And if you look at silver prices on the metal exchanges, you'll see that certainly the one ounce uh, silver eagle has gone up in price. And significantly, actually, I think the last time I looked at Silver Eagles, they were at 24 and some change, and I think today they were at 36 and some change. Maybe those were the rounds were 36. So it got me to thinking that a lot of people, including myself at sometimes you try to time the market, right? And so you try to uh, figure out when the market's getting ready to jump and Oh, let me get in, let me get in. So silver is one of those things kind of on the heels of GameStop. Silver is one of those things where it could be very attractive, to say let me uh, take a couple thousand dollars and and drop it into silver and and hopefully I can ride that wave and sell out before uh, the wave crashes. Or maybe you don't think the wave is going to crash and you, you hold on to the silver. So that's fun if you're into the casino sort of thing, but more often than not you end up losing money. My experience is more often than not you end up losing money on those things. So what I would suggest, and I think I might take my own advice here, I don't currently do this, but I think I'm going to. But that is um, invest um, for the long term. So get a subscription. I believe that as far as currency is concerned, or as far as uh, monetary value, uh, gold and silver will retain their value until uh, nothing will, right? So we're gonna reach a point at some time where it doesn't matter how much gold or silver you have, it's not gonna buy you anything. But until then, um, gold and silver will probably retain value and continue to increase in value beyond paper currencies or fiat currencies. So rather than trying to, to get in on silver to ride a wave to, to catch a quick profit, why not subscribe? And there are many um, silver dealers that, that do this sort of thing. I know I, I've purchased silver through money metals. Before And they have a subscription where you can say, you know, every month uh, I'm going to give you $200 and you're going to send me $200 worth of silver. And by the way, I do not like um, someone holding my precious metals because you never know just how much they actually have in that vault. And is is my um, silver mixed in with 50 other people? And if we all wanted our silver at the same time, they don't have enough. Um, So... I would prefer to keep that on, on hand. So a subscription where they send me whatever it is that I'm willing to invest each month, I would get that much in, in coins. And of course, if there's a fraction, then they'll carry that over to the next month uh, to where uh, you, you get the, the difference then. But anyway, just a suggestion, rather than um, trying to ride the wave, just invest Put $100, $200, $50, whatever it is that you can afford and don't worry about the trying to cash out like so many people are going to do now, and instead look at it as it is really more of an insurance policy. Okay, so enough about uh, the silver buying strategy, but you it got me to thinking that something else that I'm seeing is seeds. So I don't know if you've looked at the seed catalogs or the seed companies, But it seems like every uh, seed company I go to says that they'll need an extra two weeks, three weeks, one week, whatever it may be, in order to fill their order. They're so overwhelmed with orders that they just can't fill them all. Now, I don't know if that means that we'll eventually run out of seed, although I did see on uh, Seed Savers Exchange that there were a number of seeds that were out of stock. Actually, I've seen that on a couple of different sites. So. You know, this is a, another investment. Might be a little too late if you can't get the seeds you need this year. But there are, by the way, there are lots of seeds uh, exchanges out there that they that meet locally. And maybe one day I'll I'll post um, I'll post some of the locations because you don't have to actually go to a seed company to get seeds. There, your neighbors many times get together and have a a seed swap uh, where you can get seeds that. are are growing and growing well in your uh, local area. When I say local area, meaning within your county even, uh, rather than within uh, the state or a region. But we may find ourselves in a position where there's so much demand for seed at some point, maybe not this year, maybe this year, who knows, but that you can't get any seeds. So my strategy for this is I am going to, as part of the... um, the food security champion title that I am giving myself. Um, I am making it a point as we're working through this plan to produce all of our own food for a year. I'm making it a point to learn how to preserve or how to save uh, for next year the six primary vegetables that we will uh, eat throughout the year. So that's, see if I have a good memory. Corn, broccoli. Brussels sprouts, green beans, peas, and carrots. So I'm going to learn and practice this year. I'm going to become an expert at saving, or as much of an expert as I can, at saving those seeds, harvesting those seeds, so that next year this isn't a concern for me. And actually, hopefully saving enough seeds so that even if my neighbors needed some seed, that it wouldn't be a concern for them either because I would have it. Hopefully that makes sense. But this is an investment in you. So uh, why do I bring this up? Well, when you're thinking about buying your seeds this year, if you are buying the hybrid seeds, I think everyone knows that hybrids don't um, grow true. So if next year, if you save the seed from a hybrid and you tried to grow it again next year you certainly wouldn't get the same quality and vigor that you got from the hybrid this year Uh, and and if you continued to try to do that you eventually would would have no crop at all right so if you want the seed to grow true to the parent plant then you need to use um, heirloom seeds and uh, that limits your your scope but a lot of people will buy the hybrid seeds and you don't even think about this so um, if this is something you're interested in investing in yourself uh, and in your family then make sure that the seeds that you are uh, purchasing are seeds that will grow true so places like seed savers exchange uh, any of the seed swaps the folks that are going to bring those seeds are going to be seeds that they can that, that grow true and again I'll make a list and we'll post that list in in the show notes of some of the seed companies that uh, some folks that I've been chatting with use and, and, and talk highly of. All right. So those are kind of my bullet point headline things. Um, topic. Oh, I just covered one of the topics. So seed saving is an investment. And it really is. If you think about it, it is an investment, not just for the short term, but the long term. And the knowledge you gain by being able to do this is... Is is and the experiences that you have, so it, it's a it's an investment that pays a dividend that tastes good. So, my next topic: What is food security? So, when I say that I am a food security champion, I think if I were to paint a perfect picture, food security means I know how, have the ability to have the skill set, have the ability to produce all of the food that I need. From the resources that I have available to me, and further, to be able to duplicate that, should I have to leave where I am today. Uh, now, obviously, I may not eat as well if I'm uh, not on the same property and and don't have the conveniences of the tools and things that I have. But one of the reasons that I, I kind of define it is that is if you are heavily invested in machinery and if that machinery breaks down and you can't afford to repair it or there aren't parts to repair it or it gets stolen or um, you can't put gas in it or diesel then if your operation is dependent on that then uh, I don't believe that's true food security. I believe true food security is, is that you have the ability. I'm not saying it wouldn't take an awful lot of work, but you have the ability to produce your food using um, readily available tools or tools that you could make yourself. Um, and if you require uh, rototillers and tractors and uh, farm implements to to produce the food, then I wouldn't consider that necessarily food security. So one of the things I've, I've done is we use uh, wood chips. We do the back to Eden method, but you could do the same thing with leaves and any number of other things. So, uh, and we'll talk about more of those things as we go along, but my perfect world, and by the way, I don't live in this perfect world, but this would be my... I kind of like to paint the picture and then try to strive for it. But my perfect world would be where I'm able to uh, produce all of my food from gardens that don't require any uh, mechanized uh, equipment. So I can use animals. So for instance, chickens can help by scratching and spreading out uh, things and manure and and this sort of thing. But uh, my seeds would be seeds from that I kept from the year before, and the year before that, and the year before that, Uh, prefer not to have to rely on artificial light or heat for a greenhouse. So uh, methods that allow us to produce heat without electricity or energy or gas. And of course lighting is a, is a whole other issue and not even solar although uh, solar would be closer to it but still solar panels and batteries eventually break down and go bad and and can be damaged a good hailstorm so that's what i mean by food security is and and we'll end up talking a lot about this as as time goes on and pretty much my entire plan is based on um trying to realize that perfect picture, but also realizing that I will not realize that perfect picture for probably some years to come. Okay. Oh, back to um, what the founder of Gab, and I think his name is Torba. Does that make sense? Is that right? I don't know. Anyway, back to what uh, Mr. Torba was talking about in the alternatives to the... The status quo, and I got to thinking. You know, back um, after, shortly after the election, all the brouhaha about the, um, well, about the election, and then we found that uh, you know, Facebook shut the president of the United States, blocked the president of the United States. So did Twitter. And I realized then when Amazon shut down Parler, and it doesn't matter how you feel about any of those things. If you don't like Parler, that's fine. If you don't like Gab, that's fine. But uh, when you realize that some large companies can have such an influence over that they could actually muzzle the president of the United States, and when the media companies have the ability to muzzle the president of the United States, that's frightening. Um, but it got me to thinking, even then, I thought, you know what? I'm done. I'm not supporting these folks. I'm not supporting Amazon. I'm not supporting... In fact, if you have... If I can't drive to the owner's house, then I I would prefer not to buy from them. Right? So any of these big box stores, and I know some of them probably are good folks, and even uh, the Mr. Pillow guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. But if I can't... If he's not close enough where I can drive to his house, I'm going to look for an alternative. So there are a lot of small businesses that are just hanging on. Um, but if we shifted and we started buying from local pillow makers, local, um, uh, you name it, any product. So here's what I did. In fact, we had this conversation at dinner tonight with the kids and as to why we're moving away from buying on things on Amazon. And my 10-year-old is just beside himself because Amazon is so easy. Right, you just go out to Amazon.com, you put in what you're looking for, and there it is, and they'll mail it to you within a day. So it it feeds so many of our um, modern vices, you know. The I want it now. Um, no, there's another um. But there're fewer ums today than there were yesterday. I'm mean, even longer. I think we'll go longer into the show. But I'm going to make a list of alternatives as, as I find them. So tonight we looked up local toy store turns out there aren't any unless they start with walmart or target or kohl's or any number of the uh larger macy's i think might even had toys but no i'm not going to buy from them i did find a toy store in pennsylvania there's a toy store in cleveland we're in ohio And what I told the kids was, you know, maybe what we do is we draw a circle and say, this is how far we'll drive. And when it comes time to buying toys, well, let's not buy them on a whim like we used to. Instead, if you really want it, you'll save for it and we'll put it on the list, and we'll make a day out of it, and we'll drive to Pennsylvania to this toy store, and we'll shop like we used to do way back when, and we'll actually see people and smile at them. Hopefully one day we can see them through uh, their uh, mask, but and we'll buy the toy. So it's going to change the way we do things, but we're investing in a generation that will come after them. My fear is is that if we don't make a change now, that my seven-year-old will be my age and will have lost freedoms that he didn't even know he lost. And I, I think we owe to the, to the next generation to, to recover. But what if we all made our own lists and we started sharing them? So that was the whole point of this. I'm going to make my list and as I start to think, oh, I need to buy this, first of all, do I really need to buy it? Can I get it used? Um, but it, if I really need to buy it, then I'm going to make a list. I'm going to, have to go find a local alternative where I can support somebody whose uh, kids maybe go to uh, my kid's school or go to our church. But anyway, support our local communities and strengthen our local businesses instead of these large corporations that largely pay their employees minimum wage okay so that is let's see let's see if I covered everything on my list looks like I need to add at least one or two more things to my list tomorrow we're gonna actually go through one of the grow models um, that we did a video on but we're gonna go through it on the radio show and I, I may do a different grow model tomorrow than we've done on the video because I think we did videos for carrots and green beans. Maybe we'll do peas or something. And the idea behind the grow models, uh, this is really, I think, the big value add to, to this project. Because this is how I do things, I think I can share with folks and you can build out your own model. You can use my model and you can just plug in your variables. But I would like it if you did create your own model, give me some feedback so I can improve mine. So that, uh, again, we're all getting better. But the idea behind the model is, what are the variables that go into determining how many of something I need to plant and harvest in order to provide for my family for a year? And so we'll go through one of those models tomorrow. Okay. So, oh, How did you like the jingle? We're going to add to the opening. I don't know. You call it a jingle or do you call it? I don't know what you call it. Bumper music, maybe. No, bumper music when you come in from a commercial. And we're not going to have commercials to come in from. So I don't think we'll ever have bumper music. But whatever. The audio and the opening. is kind of fun, right? I wrote that. Uh, Actually, I wrote that a few years ago and and paid someone on Fiverr to record it. And uh, I think that's fun. So we might add a little bit to that. There's another piece to that that I needed to sew together on the audio side. But what are your thoughts? Is it entertaining? Does it make sense? Can you hear it? Um, Anyway, that was fun. So today, February 2nd, 2021, I'm going to sign off. I thank you for joining. Um, Share. Share on Gab. And I think this is being syndicated to, oh, not Twitter. Twitter. Anchor.fm I think Anchor.fm has Spotify and it goes to Spotify but because I'm not sure if those folks will ever cancel me because I say gab a lot and because I'm a Christian and I'll talk about God a lot and because I'm a um, a conservative and and so I'll talk about conservative things I'm anti-abortion and, and you name it uh, I, I'm probably going to talk uh, or mention some things that are going to trigger a lot of people uh, I don't expect that Necessarily, I'll be on those things. So what I'm doing is I'm just saving the audio files, and I run the audio files on my website um, from from the website. So the audio is there, and, and I shouldn't lose it. Of course, it's backed up here as well. But you could go to homesteadmentorradio.com, and or go to homesteadmentor.com, and from Homestead Mentor, click on Radio in the top menu and it will take you to uh, the upcoming episodes and the archived episodes. So right now we only have one archived episode. But anyway, share if you would. I'll get better, I promise. I certainly will get better if there is participation. And one of the ways you can participate is in the, the chat for the live show. There's a chat room there. And then if you have the Gab the Center browser, you can click on the chat for the, uh, that show's webpage. And to go to the live chat and we can chat there soon. Once I get my sea legs, if you will, and I get a little more confidence and I get rid of the ums, then I will be introducing live Colin and we'll be introducing guests to the show once uh, I don't embarrass them. So I'm looking forward to that. I think maybe a couple of weeks of this and and we'll add those other components and I think it'll be more interactive and fun because that is really what this is all about. It's about sharing. And anyway, I'm rambling now. Thank you so much for listening. If you've listened this far, have a great night. I'm going to send you out with a little Ave Maria. It's a great song.